Fady Bomb. Hello, boils and ghouls. You're listening to Fake It Till You Make It, a pod crypt about manifesting your destiny one little white lie at a time. A disclaimer, Brooke and Sam Hayden don't condone lying to people. On the contrary, you may be currently living a lie, telling yourself you can't do something or living a narrative that someone else created for boo. This is about tapping into your authenticity and becoming your best self, whatever that means for ghoul, matching fantasy to reality. (laughs) (laughs) And that was Jacob Shelton, our sound engineer slash producer, doing the intro. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Almost. Next week, next week. Uh, <laughs> I thought it would be. Oh, actually, let's do podcast business first. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us. When you give us a review, it helps us kind of move up. If you are a up and coming musical artist and like your music featured on the podcast, please feel free. To, or if you just have any questions for us, or hey, if you want to sponsor us, uh, feel free to email us at. Femi podcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. that's f-i-m-i podcast at gmail.com and please follow us on instagram we like to post a lot of inspirational things like barbie becoming president uh just saying that it, girls can become president not so yeah, much barbie anybody. but um uh, follow us at Femi podcast underscore f-i-m-i podcast underscore so for tonight i thought it'd be really fun sammy if I played a game with you. Okay. Where you have 30 seconds. I have to make... Okay, good. Game I I stopped watching. I I hate timers. (laughs) In video games, anytime it's a time level, I panic. So you have 30 seconds. Okay. To name all things pumpkin. Oh, God, I can't. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Are you ready? Okay. And go. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin spice... Uh, jack-o'-lanterns don't even count, but uh, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin pumpkin muffins, um, uh, pumpkin. Is this all baked stuff or just anything pumpkin? Oh God, I don't even. Jacob, help me. <laughs> um, yeah, you hit jack-o'-lantern. That yeah, one but that's not. It doesn't say pumpkin something. That might be all of the ones I know. But Charlie Brown. Yeah. Great pumpkin, Charlie you Brown. You got seven. You're a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. <laughs> I put a spell on you, and now you're a pumpkin. <laughs> you're a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. You got seven and thirty seconds. That's we are never do. going on <laughs> a game no. show together. Well, I can do <laughs> other game shows. So I play HQ every every day almost, and you have ten seconds to answer those questions, and. It is panic-inducing. I know the answers to pretty much all of these, but in 10 seconds, I'm like, oh, God, uh, I don't know how many soccer players are on a field, but... Uh, it, I don't it, know that one. Yeah. I mean, the... But well, sports. Yeah. There's there's a whole HQ sports, and uh, yeah, I fail. Every we time. are not a sports podcast for any of you new listeners. There is nothing sports about this. No. I mean, I can't walk and eat at the same time, so... Oh, Olympic sport. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an Olympic athlete, you guys. I've never, never claimed it. 
What's going on with you, Samantha? Um, lots of fun things have happened. Um, so I officially got promoted at work. Woo, 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 woo. I know it was um, it was a lot. Uh, but uh, you know, it felt like a long time coming. I've I've really worked hard, and it felt very good to finally be recognized for that work. And instead of making these like lateral moves, it was finally like an upward move. And I was like, yes, yes, I do deserve this. And I got everything that I wanted out of like the I got to create the job responsibilities and what that role looks like. And so I'm, I'm happy I didn't really have to lose anything that I didn't want. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like I didn't have to take on tasks that I was like, oh, I still have to do that. <laughs> I still have to clean the toilets, you guys, if you were wondering. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and Sammy Award goes to yeah. Sammy the janitor. <laughs> it's all different <laughs> career paths, and it's, you are the so, only person who works there, but it's it's I, like, um, oh, what was that movie? The Nutty Professor, where Sammy <laughs> just plays all the characters <laughs> at her work. All the There's people I complain about. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then I also saw the Arctic Monkeys, and they were fantastic. Please, please, please go see them if they are in town. Alex, the lead singer, is phenomenal. He really tells a story when he's up there. Yeah. And a lot of his new album is just very kind of meandering, and and um, it feels like an overarching story, but just I, I want to go back and listen to that album now that I've seen him perform it because I appreciated it more. Um, but yeah, he he played all my faves and <laughs> he like he played 505, which is from an old album and I was not expecting it. It came out of nowhere and I was like, I grabbed my friend's arm and I was like, this is my favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Arctic Monkeys. I spent a lot of time with them driving, 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 driving to and from <laughs> Santa Maria and Stockton. <laughs> I thought you were going to go for like a Liverpool because he's, no. I think he's from that region, maybe. I don't know. He's British. No, I was just going with whatever yeah. was coming out of my yeah. mouth. You know, Stockton. Uh, I'm that annoying person who just constantly does accents and sings all the time and like, creates songs around it. <laughs> Can you it's sing up. us your newest creation? <laughs> this one's so good. <laughs> oh, I don't want to hurt anyone's I ears. Know. No, Brooke Everyone, changes uh, the, she changes the words to popular songs. She knows one lyric in a verse. To the, like, New York, New York was one. And instead of saying, I'm leaving today, it was like, I'm leaving the town. And you're like, what? I'm leaving the town. <laughs> it was something like that. I put a spell on you. Because you made me mad. <laughs> it's so good. It's like, what? I don't know. In my mind, that's the words, okay? I know. Okay. I just want to see where that song goes. It's a very different take. <laughs> I'm very interested. But yeah, um, uh, I oh God, I, there's always so much, and and but I I feel like um, I've been really productive. There's been a lot of really good momentum happening. What about you? Uh, <laughs> what about you? What about Are you? Productive? You? Are you just on the couch right now? Because yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm doing lots of things. <laughs> 
suck it. <laughs> I don't know why I keep switching, alternating in my chair. We, um, I bought coffee for everybody today, and that's oh probably... Oh, God, that makes so much sense. I am jittery. I know. I think everyone is. But for me, I'm like... Just start undressing in there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sabrina's Close. wearing off on you. <laughs> oh, that was such a great episode. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, so I had I had a milestone in my career. So I've been in Los Angeles for five years, which I recently celebrated by watching binge watching some TV show that I don't even remember because I've gone through so many recently on the couch, uh, which felt very oh speechless. I was binge watching Speechless, and I looked at the date and I thought, oh, I've been here five years now. Congrats. Um, <laughs> pat on the back. Pat on the back. Uh, first two years, you know. It's kind of drunk. I was kind of in a shitty relationship, and uh, it's not an excuse, but I wasn't as career oriented as I've been the past three years. And I was also lied to. I was in a web series where they told me that I would be Taft Hartleyed. Um, for those of you who don't know, Taft Hartley means so the union for actors in Los Angeles and just everywhere is SAG, and you're either in the union SAG or your non-union or there's a sweet spot that's very brief called um, SAG E or SAG eligible in between and if you you have to hit certain requirements or have a principal line on a union show or do three days of non-union or three days of union background work to become union but uh I digress um, if you become Taft Heart lead, then you automatically jump from non-union to SAG E, and you don't have to fit all those requirements, and then you're automatically eligible for the union. A lot of people were doing it through new media web series, and it was a huge loophole that SAG shut down around the time that I found out that I was not Taft Heart lead for a web series, and I thought I was this whole time, but I wasn't. So I've been spending the past couple years trying to become SAG eligible which had become way harder than the loophole or even before the loophole Mm -hmm. uh so I was doing background work and just trying to get union vouchers doing that which you know some people that's their bread and butter Mm -hmm. and that's what they do I personally am not a fan of doing background work but whatever and I finally got my third union voucher and I walked into the SAG after building and I turned in all my paperwork and I'm eligible. So this is a huge milestone. I can now audition for SAG projects and non-union projects and it's just opened so many doors and I already had a SAG audition today and my hair is different and they were (laughs) calling me in for my hair. but it was cool because it almost felt like a general with a general meeting with the casting director and we just sat and shot the shit and he said to me he goes you seem like you have a very entrepreneurial spirit <laughs> i almost plugged the podcast you should have i i was talking so much about all of my oh. projects that uh and he was egging it on yeah. it wasn't just me babbling like now I, I was like you don't know the half of it i am obsessed with entrepreneurialism and people who are entrepreneurs. Did you give them your book list? <laughs> yes. As a matter of fact, I brought my printout. <laughs> it's laminated. <laughs> Hashtag Brooks Book Nook. <laughs> what you reading? Ooh. So. Uh, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. 
I've been wanting to take a production class to kind of learn some of the holes that I'm missing in producing. I considered taking a class and then I thought, why don't I just read up on it? So I found this book and I've been slightly out of my routine and the book was Directing Your Destiny, Writing, Producing, and Directing Your Life. And to me, and it was in the production section, so to me, that was a book on production. And I read the first sample, and she kind of talked about a law of attraction, and she was an actor and also producer at some time. So I thought, this is going to be great. She's going to go right into this. So I bought the book. It was about meditation and manifestation, and she writes, this book is going to fall into your lap when you need it most. Yep. And it was a surprise. It snuck up on me. Uh, so it's Directing Your Destiny by Jennifer Grace. And it did come at the right time. And she talked about how she was over-manifesting, which is something I become very guilty of. Uh, I knew, I'm new to learning about the law of attraction. I definitely over-manifest all the time. And it was, okay, you've put in the visualization, you've put in the work, and you have to get off your couch and put mm-hmm. in the work and manifest things. And then let it go. Mm-hmm. And live your life. You put it out into the universe and then listen to the universe and just follow follow your bliss. Yeah. Oh, and it takes time. Like you plant, you literally, it's like planting a little seed. Watering the Watering seed. Watering it. You leave it alone. If you watch, if you try to watch a plant grow, it's not going to grow. And so, yeah, it's like go about your business. <laughs> the plant knows you're watching. Yeah, it's like shy. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no, I'm naked. Please don't watch me. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it's you have to walk away from it and then you come back to it like six months later or you just happen to be walking by the same spot again yeah. and you go, oh, oh, well, now it's like harvesting the fruit of your labors. Um, and yeah, I mean, for me, I find that writing down works really well for me like what I want yeah and it and that usually gives me a quicker turnaround for me so this book is really great um it's so I'm in the first section and it's a four-week program and it the first section is about meditation and um in it's something that kind of took a break from and I don't know exactly what meditating has done for me because I'm also slightly new to it but I definitely feel more grounded on days that I meditate versus days that I don't. I feel yeah. lazier when I don't meditate. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who are considering meditation, try it. Yeah. Oh, I love guided meditation. If you're somebody oh, yeah. with, with a little monkey brain like me, <laughs> um, the first time I actually felt grounded in a meditation, I was, um, it was a walking meditation. Um, where it was, I was in a group of people and we all were walking in a circle and you couldn't move forward unless the person in front of you moved forward. Have you done a labyrinth? Mm-mm. Oh man, we have to go. Uh, there's, uh, I'll put, for those of you who live in LA, I'll try to remember to put a link down at the bottom. There's a garden in downtown LA by USC and it's this giant mansion and in the backyard it's this meditation garden and it's peaceful awareness garden and they have a labyrinth and you can walk the labyrinth and then a japanese garden to meditate yeah yeah oh that's really cool yeah this one was really interesting to to do walking meditation because you're literally like front to back right next to somebody and it was a circle of people and so you're feeling their energy 
and you're trying to keep your you kind of go into a trance because you're just really focusing on watching them move forward and then i i started to get into this mode because it it takes you a while to find your groove with everyone because you're so jam-packed that i was like well hey if i start to take the step forward this will start the chain reaction and i mean you're not really supposed to go into it with that intent like you're (laughs) supposed to just let it happen but I it kind of, once we started moving and we found our groove it was like I just really it 10 minutes went by and I didn't know and everybody was like what do you mean we've been doing this for 10 minutes um I think that was the first time that it gave my brain something to do or something to look at um and then I found guided meditations just on YouTube um Jason Stevenson I think is one that Brooke and I listen to. I love it. Oh, Sammy turned great. me on to it. Yeah. I mean, it's great. I listen to them before bed. Um, I do a lot of lucid dreaming, and I, I think that is, and he, yeah. He has a lot that helps you sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who have sleep problems, sometimes if I can't sleep at night, I'll turn on the guided meditation. And then my favorite ones are abundance, mm-hmm. uh, meeting your future self, and then meeting your spirit guides. Yeah. Um, you like the crystal cave, too. Oh, the crystal healing caves. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I Brooke was like, like a crazy person. Or the crystal healing caves. If you listen to that one, I was like, probably. So I had to like <gasps> go beautiful. seek it out. <laughs> and it's really, um, it's really your ego kind of tapping into mm-hmm. fantasy land in a oh, way yeah. but it gives your imagination a chance to soar yeah I had a co-worker come to me who is just really depressed he can't find a place to live he's down on his life he's not homeless he just hates his current living situation and so he spent the past year trying to find a new roommate but he's so negative and he puts out such negative energy and I'm like Josh just <laughs> just meditate yeah and do these guided meditations by Jason Stevenson and you know the energy that you're putting out is is this negative if you vibrate at this higher frequency I was on my high horse but man Mm -hmm. like just I really I really do recommend it for if you're feeling low I like when just try it I like to do uh I put on a mask Oh, yeah. I take a nice hot bath and light some candles and listen to some Lana Del Rey. Oh, I know. And then I go and I lay in my room and I have an eye mask that I sleep with and I put that on mm-hmm. and I use the Cozy Phones mm-hmm. and I put that over my ears and I just... <laughs> Sponsored by Cozy Phones. Oh, and, I, <laughs> and then I, um, I, I do the guided meditation. And yeah. 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 Speaking of meditation. Yeah. Sammy's spiritual musings today. Yeah. Um, so we're kicking off Scorpio season right what? now. What? <laughs> Scorpio. Yeah. Um. Scorpio. Oh, 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 Scorpio. Oh, I don't know what that is. That's I getting don't know. cut out immediately. <laughs> no, that is staying in. That was great. I need that to follow me anytime I enter a room. Um <laughs> Scorpio, here we go. Um <laughs> Um, but yeah, Scorpio season is intense. So last week, um, there was some very intense vibes. A lot of things happened Ooh. to people. I mean, I, I got hit by a car. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, she was in her I car. Was in car. <laughs> oh my God. This She's okay. <laughs> She's okay. But 
Yes, Brooke got into a car accident. I mean, it was just a really intense week. And part of that is like Venus is retrograding in the sign of Scorpio. And so Scorpios are scorpions. <laughs> That's... <laughs> um, and this was our last podcast episode ever, I know. <laughs> We've retired. <laughs> you learn things from books and Scorpios are scorpions. But no, with that, I mean, they have a hard outer shell. They have two uh, two different places where they can attack from, from their claws, from their poisonous tip. Um, and then they have like a really soft underbelly. And something about Scorpios is that uh, we like to go in deep we want to be in the guts of everybody we meet and we want we want that connection quickly and we go deep and a lot of people do not want that and they get very scared of Scorpio but Scorpios also have an innate magnetism to them um that you know they start to pull focus and that was always something that I thought about with my Two of my best friends in high school were Leos, and Leos always want to be center of the uh, center of attention, just always really super loud. And so they could be just jumping on tables and stuff, and I would just be quietly sitting there, and I would still pull this focus to me. Just, and I think part of it is just this um, Scorpio intensity that people get really drawn to or absolutely intimidated by. Um, so if you're feeling really deep in your emotions and watery and not really sure what's happening, it's okay. It'll pass. Just breathe. Um, things, I don't know. It's all day today I've been having this really good feeling like something good is coming, like something really big and abundant. And I, and I think it's for everyone because I keep talking to other people who feel a little connected to, to collective consciousness um, and everybody's feeling that same like excitement of like, okay, something is on the horizon and it feels big and it feels good. And I don't know if it's just personal victories or if it's going to be a collective good for Election humanity. season is coming up. Exactly. <clears throat> Everyone go out yeah. and fucking vote yes vote that was my psa for the day yeah vote i mean and we're not going to tell you what to vote for just get out and vote i mean it's it's important and and vote for the right person yeah vote we'll vote for vote for you we'll vote with your conscience i think is a really big thing like really do research don't just vote for something because somebody told you to um Yes, like it is good to have these conversations and figure it out. But at the end of the day, it's your vote and you should do it for you. And, and do your research too. Yes. Get Read. educated. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I I will sit and read all of the ballot measures, everything. I'll do all of it. I'll read about the candidates. What What do they support? Oh, I align with this. Don't just vote for them because they have a cool name. I used to do that. That's really shitty. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) I would vote for the person who had the coolest name. Uh, So on that note, I think it's time to announce our guest. (laughs) I am not a singer. (laughs) You're fine. But in my dreams, I'm one. Uh... We have a really cool guest for you. He's actually the husband of our last guest. Uh, He is a puppet master, puppeteer. You might have seen his show, The Hollywood Puppet Show, 
Uh, please welcome to the stage. There's no stage. To the mic. Please welcome to the mic, Aaron Bonia. Back in the day when I started this, I never thought of all this, that I'd have all this. The king so tired, got a little more to go. Live these dreams for my soul to grow. Back in the day when I started this, I never thought of all this, that yeah. I'd have all this. The king so tired, got a little more to go. Live these dreams for my soul to grow. This is the dream came up, but still I grind. So far to go, hurdles I climb in my mind. These lines that I write describe my fight. My prime objective is to transform my life. When shit got dark, I took steps to the light. Personal flights, livers a gamble, we roll the dice. It's a game we win, take bash and sin. Chin covered in bruises, now who's the losers? Work hard, play hard, that's how we maneuver. In the jungle with the vultures, snakes and barracudas. No wonder we told choppers and rugas. Trying to ball hard, enemies wanna out hoop ya. It fucks with you when your friends become shooters. Aiming at your back, wanna see you land flat. I keep my eyes on the prize, words on the track. And ain't nothing in this world gonna stop young stat with Lee. Back in the day when yeah. I started this, I never thought of all this that I'd have all this. Alright, hi, Aaron. It's like a giant olive right here. <laughs> Hello, Olive. It is an olive. <laughs> uh, our girl, guests hey, get Sammy, to take how are away. You? Good. How are you doing? Good. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for coming on with yeah, us. Yeah. A little nervous. Not sure what you're gonna ask. So. I know. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna t- hard hitting questions. And I was yeah. asking Sabrina. I was like, is this gonna be like a gotcha news kind of thing? Or yeah. Is gotcha. Podcast or something <laughs> like. This is what you did at PCPA. We yeah. have the footage now. So. Yeah. Um, we're going to bring up every dark corner of your past and like, what? let's talk about uh, that. No, let's not talk about the Garnett house and the party. So <laughs> oh, we let's can't. not do that. <laughs> no. I don't think they have Garnett anymore. That's probably a good yeah. thing for just kind of. I don't know who would have bought that the house. The city of Santa Maria. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. For those of you who uh, don't know PCPA, Garnett was kind of like the party house. So they didn't have any on-campus housing. So... People would rent apartments or get apartments together or there would be patrons who would donate a house to the school to rent out to the students. And uh, Garnett was this really old decrepit house with maybe five, four or five bedrooms. It was big. And that was the party house. It was the party um, house. (laughs) It it was gross. Like There's uh, a lot of weird sex things that happened there uh, what not to get graphic. What are you talking about? Oh, God. Oh, Earmuffs. No. <laughs> I'm going to cut this part, but I know what <laughs> you're talking about. <laughs> I don't want them to listen. To this I know. But, uh, no one listened to this. I know. No I don't one. know who listens, so I don't know who I'm going to offend. Ah, okay. We didn't We didn't name any names. Yeah, no, no. no. All Hi. right. Hi. <laughs> so, Aaron, where are you from? I am from the wonderful city that is Colinga, California. Oh, um, I've drive past there. Yeah, right before you hit uh, Harris Ranch and where all the cows are and yes. what have you. So I grew up, you know, being downwind of those, oh. uh, whatever they are, probably like 10,000 cows it feels like or yeah. smells like and then comes in. And Whoever says happy cows come from California has never driven past Harris Ranch. On I-5, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, I-5 it's miserable. in general. I hate to admit it, but they are still good steaks. But, you know, this is kind yeah. of the carnivores yeah. still in me. But yeah. the, That's the okay. conditions for them is not good. Yeah, all earmuffs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm from that little tiny town. 
uh, less than 10,000 people. When it peaked over 10,000 people is because of the federal prison that was, or the, the prison that was built out of the state uh-huh. prison. So they count the prison population as the oh, population. Okay. So, so, you know, yeah, we congrats, bumped up to it. about 13,000, you know. <laughs> Do you get more tax dollars? <laughs> Something like that. Somebody does. Definitely not me. So I became an artist. So I don't know where that money went. So... <laughs> So you do a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, when we went to PCPA, <laughs> yeah. in my mind, you do a lot. Yeah. Um, when I went to PCPA, you were doing the directing intern. Did you originally go as an actor and then move into the directing I internship? Did. Okay. Yeah, 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 it was actually a playwriting internship yeah, that I did okay, a few okay. years afterwards. But yeah, I did the whole acting program uh, before you both got there. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then it was when mm-hmm. I got into the, uh, the, play the playwriting writing. internship then. Got to know yeah. a few lovely people yeah. and beautiful creatures. So. You wrote us, um, you wrote Brooke, you wrote Brooke's part specifically for her in a show that we did. Right. I, um, that was the, I licked a cat. Yeah. That was one of my yeah. lines. That's right. I licked yeah, a cat the... and I made out with a hot poster. Yeah. <laughs> it was a hot poster. Yeah. It was um, a a play that we mm-hmm. took into schools to show them it was their own words yeah right? yeah, yeah. The, the, we would uh, interview the students anonymously yeah. you know, ask them kind of very poignant questions about just kind of the times politics um uh, uh maturity puberty yeah. in yeah. certain ways just whatever the topic was depending on age appropriate you yeah. know, questions from uh, uh, sixth grade up to high school and then you know distilling those words and creating some sort of loose you know, dramatic story around that. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah. Was, it was a really beautiful piece to be a part of because um, Brooke and I were in the the same one, and I mean, these students really opened up about their lives. Um, I thought I thought it was just like a really beautiful and what you what you did bringing their words together in one cohesive piece. I think you really told their story yeah i mean Um, and that was the challenge of that because it was trying to just take their answers to the questions mm -hmm. and those would become the dialogue of the story yeah so there was a student who did actually lick a cat and make out with a poster poster. uh, maybe that was just a little too close from home brooke i'm not too sure maybe there was a photo you like making (laughs) i know i know brooke wrote that she was actually in that school that day and wrote those things She just had a hat on, yeah. you know, a, a wig underneath. Yeah. So there you Her go. little hoodie. <laughs> Filling out the I questionnaire. Liked cat yeah, 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 yeah. I liked cat once. I liked cat once. That was um, a great experience. Actually. Yeah. I'm glad that you're, that's still something that you would both remember. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, I think Brooke and I became friends because of that. We did. Yeah, we bonded over it. And then we would get Baskin Robbins after mm, class. Really? I did not know that. Yeah. That's all oh, thanks right. to Aaron. That's a whole other story. You brought us together. You created So when Brooke we get married. Yes, there you go. <laughs> I'm trying to get on her health insurance. Hey, I don't blame um, you. <laughs> uh, yeah, our piece was much better than the other piece. I'm just going to yeah. put that out yeah, there. Yeah, there were two pieces. Um, yeah, I'm okay. alienating half our audience right now. That's all right. Um, <laughs> so what brought you to L.A.? Oh boy! Uh, what brought me to LA? Well, the uh, it started with a tragedy on a lunar eclipse. I Ooh, believe it was a yeah. lunar eclipse. A yeah. lot of stuff happens on yeah. on eclipses. Our, Solar. And- I ended our engagement on oh, a lunar man. eclipse, so that was uh, uh, yeah. something that kind of you know rocked our world after being together for so long. My yeah. current wife, not uh, who was not my wife at that it, time, yeah, at that yeah. point. Uh, so she ran away to LA. As uh, any uh, sane person would after uh, a breakup like that, yeah. after calling off an engagement, yeah, and huge. then uh, very quickly, about a month after I made that decision, I 
realized I made a really bad decision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I came to LA kind of chasing her and, and you know, it, it, that's, that's really what it was. I mean, I had a job. I mean, I graduated from PCPA, did the uh, playwright internship, and then I just started working at an adult bookstore. Oh. Not really doing much. I mean, it paid well for the time. You know, this is like... Do they really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. mean, if you think about it, it's just retail. So yeah. this is like 10 years ago, and I was even working at adult bookstores when I was living in Fresno okay. 14, 15 years ago. And in that time, I was getting 15 bucks an hour. Oh, that's Just really doing good. retail. So, I mean, it is kind of a very interesting way to yeah. <laughs> sell products I mean, when you're at an adult bookstore but it's better yeah. than um major corporations will pay absolute minimum yeah, like yeah, i worked yeah. at gamestop and it was there you go. absolute minimum yeah. like they would pay you less than minimum if, yeah. if they could <laughs> yeah and then you become a smut peddler and they pay you 15 bucks yeah, an hour so you're just like i'll money. do that during the summer when i'm not casting shows <laughs> I, so i can continue on for the rest of the year at pcpa you know yeah, <laughs> i'm finding a lot of a uh, job options yeah. through this podcast you know, she's filling yeah. out do, her yeah but do the day shift you don't want to do the late night oh shift. no do, i do bet do the day shift that's you know. helpful thank <laughs> you <laughs> yeah so but that job actually as as uh, uh interesting of a place as an adult bookstore is that i did write a one-man show or a solo show about later on yeah. uh currently and at that point but uh i was actually able to transfer from that bookstore to one in LA that was oh. owned by the same person and everything oh, what so what are the chances yeah so what are the chances got to make the biggest mistake of my life yeah. uh, again and again and again and then what a lovely human being you are to always forgive me on that and uh, she's sitting right next to me glaring glaring <laughs> she has a knife help no uh, <laughs> but how nice that I was able yeah. to uh, kind of transfer from my adult bookstore to another one and yeah. get yeah. myself to LA and try to figure out what was going on yeah. and there was also an opportunity to uh, not let people know what I did to kind of my side hustle when I got here was working at a bookstore but I was also uh, brought down uh, to LA because there was a um, a Shakespeare children's enrichment program that oh. goes into schools in um, oh, the opposite is, of an adult bookstore yeah they're quite opposite yeah. in Simi Valley actually in Ventura yeah. County in those schools you didn't tell them your side hustle no 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 that was just kind of on the <laughs> Saturday and Sundays to make some extra work was that and Monday through Friday was you yeah. know kind of doing Shakespeare for kids and everything yeah. in the morning time and everything so yeah. that was also what brought me down to LA yeah. but ultimately it was just trying to get my love life together and try to make things right that I made so wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like you do when you come to LA, yeah. you know. Everyone comes here with their romantic Hollywood story. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Their romantic North Hollywood heart. story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um okay, so what got you into puppeteering? Puppetry. Uh Yeah, how did how, is it do I say puppetry oh, or no, puppeteering? You, you, that's, it's all, yeah, you said okay. it correctly. Uh, it's, uh, I guess why I said puppetry is, uh, uh, I started off with that uh, solo mm -hmm. show I was mentioning. Mm -hmm. I called it uh, It's Okay to Like Porn. Uh, <laughs> and, and it was just kind of a, a, a solo show. Clean, you know, keep your mind out of the gutter. gutter but yeah. it was a solo show about my time working at a porn, uh, porn shop. And uh, I had a sock puppet called Socky that was like my alter ego. So when oh. things were, I was trying to be a proper actor. I was trying to be a good person. I was able to be just dirty. And for some reason, he had a Cockney accent. He just did to just be a very dirty, filthy yeah. side of my humanity. Yeah. So that was like kind of my first time doing performance in puppetry was just like the sock puppet, which was really fun. And we had a weird choking moment that was really fun in that too. Well, a cum bucket gets turned over. Can you say cum bucket? Yeah, okay, yeah cool. that's fine. So the cum bucket gets turned over, and then it's this whole mess. But uh, 
that uh, graduated to uh, uh, children's birthday parties, actually. <laughs> as it <laughs> was, does. As it does. Uh, again, when I left doing that kind yeah. of work, uh, the next logical thing is uh, to go to children's birthday parties yeah. uh, to make some money on the side. Yeah. So again, that was not on my resume, what I did previously, but uh, that was an interesting gig where I was able to take some books that I picked up because I just figured why not build marionettes for the first time why not just pick yeah. a book book and learn how to do it yeah. so I made marionettes for the children's birthday entertainment I would do I had different characters and one character would pull out a marionette and entertain the kids okay. and that gets that's fun and all but it is children's birthday party so it's yeah. kids <laughs> screaming at you saying give me a balloon give me a balloon and they're saying a hundred times you're just like I, 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 I brought ten balloons sorry kid that's <laughs> I already gave you one and you popped it. I don't know what to do for you. And yeah. The parents saying, just give him balloons. Just give him balloons. Like, I don't have any balloons. But. I just, I just no picture balloons. the tiny puppets like, I can't make a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> What's a balloon? Yeah, a balloon? you know. And when you tell parents you can't, that's when you're not going to oh, be invited yeah. to like anyway. stay afterwards and get ice cream or get yeah. cake or food. Yeah, so. They're like, oh. you can leave. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> after the last time of getting no cake, I decided I should go do something more you know artistically filling with my life because mm-hmm. i'm not working on stage going to peace period becoming a trained ensemble actor uh dabbled a bit with the kingsman shakespeare company doing stuff with that but not really like meaty roles or anything kind of of substance for myself on yeah. stage so i saw a craigslist ad for the bob baker marionette theater that's in downtown los angeles been there for over 50 years actually closing their doors uh, at the end of this year after a very long struggle of trying to stay in the spot they've been in Uh, but i was lucky that um excuse me that i got my last horrible birthday party that i wanted and just said you know what fuck it i'm they're looking for puppeteers with little to no experience that's me i hate this job unfortunately i'm gonna go try this and Mm -hmm. I just kind of called, got the answer machine saying, hey, I'm a puppeteer. I would love an audition. Let me show you the puppets that I built, sock puppets and marionettes. And that kind of began my formal training into getting like head first into puppeteering, mm-hmm. more specifically being a marionettist because that's what the Bob Baker marionette, marionette theater does pretty much solely. They have over a catalog of at least 3,000 marionettes that they've built and developed since the, the 1960s. Probably, well, and I know some of them go even older than that into the 1930s. Uh, so wow. it's a beautiful wow. place to get wow. some, you know, training. They give you a week of training and throw you on stage and two performances. So right into the fire, you know, or right into the grill, you know. Yeah. They put you so. That's awesome. So how, how did you become um, a part of it? Do you have to apply? Do you have to audition? I audition. Uh, uh-huh. Just kind of I met the, the guy who was kind of running things uh, uh, for the audition side and just kind of brought my marionettes and just kind of they put one of their um kind of i don't want to say basic but i don't want to say normal just their average kind of marionette uh airplane controller one and put it in my hand and see what i could do and kind of was hired on the spot and then started yeah. like a three-year romance with that theater of just trying to you know work my way up to uh, becoming actually a theater manager for a few months uh, before i left the theater and then uh, to pursue it more professionally uh puppetry yeah and uh, but yeah but really enjoyed my time uh getting to be part of that like gem that is in downtown los angeles you know kind of yeah. in echo park the not so cool sides or <laughs> yeah <laughs> clean sides of echo park but there's this beautiful gem that's the theater mm, that's um, awesome yeah if you haven't seen it go before they close the doors. Oh, yeah. I know. I, I want to. Yeah. Everything happens at night or on the weekends. And that's just, that's when I work. Yeah. Uh, except for like Monday night. I don't <laughs> have an excuse. When nothing happens. <laughs> besides that I don't know about things. <laughs> well, that too. But uh, yeah. No, no I, I can never. We'll I, I always want to yeah. go to shows. Mm-hmm. And then we have a set schedule and I'm Thursday 
through Saturday night and all yeah. day Sunday. Oh, okay. All day. Yeah. yeah, so that's like every theater. Yeah, yeah. They have some morning. They do morning performances. You know, yeah. Because it's, you know, for children and, and I was going to say, I'm going to be know. the only person <laughs> over 20. That's fine. Make sure you sit on the carpet because that's when the pubs come right up to you. Oh. And it's just like, it's, it's Hot a Hot tip. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now you, um, you've been working on the Hollywood shit show. Hollywood puppet show now. Uh, yeah. Formerly okay. the Hollywood puppet shit show. They took yeah. out the shit. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Did they? Because I, I, yeah, when I was trying to look for it, I was looking for both. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was the first season with yeah. Hollywood Puppet Shit Show. Yeah. And then we got a little better in the first season. So, or, or since the first yeah. season. So we're now we're just the Hollywood Puppet Show. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's, On Fuse and on Amazon Prime. Yeah. That's uh, hosted by Wilmer Valderrama. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what what was the process of that? Were, uh, were you the catalyst or was it somebody else's idea and you got involved? Yeah. or? Uh, 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 what is that street? Is it Santa Monica and, uh, I can't remember what it is, but it's in Hollywood, Girls, 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 that strip club. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah Sunset yeah. in La Brea. Something like, yeah, that, there you go. Hey, Brooke, there you go. Hey, Brooke. Uh, hi <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the one. Uh, oh, she doesn't know it. Yeah, so I know where girls, girls, girls yeah, is. Yeah, so uh, I guess we all do then. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Brooke. Hot tip. Sunset and La Brea, girls, girls, girls. There you go. Check them out. So uh, we were uh, we were not doing a strip show. We were actually working a rock show, my wife and I, and I had one of my marionettes that I built, kind of this guy named Sherman. He's about four foot tall. Uh, we have this burlesque act where she's kind of a she-devil and seduces him and cuts his clothes off, and so we <laughs> were somehow going to utilize this in this rock show, mm-hmm. pole dancing rock show that was happening. And it just so happened the person who was stage managing that was also doing production on the pilot for the Hollywood Puppet Shit Show. Or yet to be named the Hollywood Puppet Shit Show at that yeah. point. I think they were calling it something like not suitable for work at that point. It was like a placeholder, never intending to use it. But uh, that person saw my puppeteering that I did on stage. And then backstage was like, hey, a puppeteer just dropped out. If you want in, we need someone. You need to show up tomorrow morning. And so it was just like that kind of a, wow. a chance meeting of doing a performance in a place that you wouldn't likely do a puppet performance yeah <laughs> and then someone just so happened to be the stage manager helping out their friend doing a rock show this burlesque kind of pole dancing rock show and then saying like hey we could use another puppeteer on this pilot and then from the pilot got into the position as lead puppeteer for this first season and uh, continuing to be the lead puppeteer to the second season awesome oh. and and does sabrina do the the costumes yeah, for the Yeah, she's the costume kind of designer. Puppets. Yeah. She's uh, been the costume designer for both seasons, actually. Yeah. So uh, I think this season she got up to like a thousand costume pieces for all the uh, characters because we had a cast of about, I think it's eight marionette characters that kind of play all the background and then each celebrity that's mm-hmm. in there. And so each one, each episode, each segment had to have each puppet in a different outfit, in a different setting, in a different kind of environment. So... It was really neat to go to work every day for about four months and, you know, be eight feet in the air on the bridge and looking down, you know, of about seven feet or six feet of strings and then seeing these cool costumes at the end of them every day. Yeah. So. And then your puppets are kind of like the, the actors now. So do you have yeah. to take direction? Do they do they get directed? Well, they do what I say. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, we, we have a director. Uh, it, it's, it's a little bit of a different process. Yeah. Uh, just because sometimes the celebrities haven't recorded their bits yet, though mm. it has been written for them based off uh, a story that they 
told to the writers about some crazy event that happened. The, the, the writers of it just create some sort of dramatization of this true story mm-hmm. they do. So a lot of it is just what's kind of fun with me and uh, another puppeteer that uh, I get to work with and have for both seasons. We just kind of... The director says, this needs to happen. You need to get from A to B. Let's kind of figure it out. You know, that awesome. was very much the first season. The second season, we got a little bit more technical because we had multiple cameras. We had a, a dolly in there. Oh, wow. So it was pretty cool. And we had more sets and less green screens. So mm-hmm. It was, like, really cool to really kind of dive in and still use the same skills that I learned, you know, as an actor, but just with my fingers. And yeah. still having to do the same thing. And though they never used our voices, we were definitely voicing the character <laughs> while we were filming. And, of course, oh, they yeah. used the artists and and the different (laughs) actors that you know did it but we definitely i think hopefully inspired some of the the actors that were doing the voiceover or doing the the secondary and tertiary voices for the characters yeah for those of you who haven't seen the hollywood puppet show it's uh it's celebrities telling reenactments of they're crazy shit that's happened to yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe so, that's where the shit is. Yeah. yeah. The shit, <laughs> the shit they've gone through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh and then they tell uh they tell the story and it kind of cuts between your puppets and mm-hmm. them telling the story. Yeah. So uh who are some of the celebrity guests that you've Oh man. Had? Uh little John, mm. um uh, uh Please jump in any any time. Amber you can Rose. Think of Amber Rose yeah. is one. Uh, we just have we've had so many. Um uh, I can't even think of a single one. Nick Cannon is another one. Uh, uh, just a whole cast. A whole of, shit uh, whole show. A whole shit show. These great celebrities. <laughs> uh, Karushi Tran was one from last season. Uh, Tiana Taylor. Oh, that's right. We, that, did Tiana Taylor have uh, the baby? Someone had the baby. There, We had a really fun pregnancy scene, which was oh. really cool. And I think a we may have puppets. done... Yeah, I think we may have done the first, like, as close as we could anatomically correct childbirth like that baby that's crying oh. outside right now in front of the camera where we even had you know a, a um it's not the fallopian tube what is that called oh the, the umbilical cord. the umbilical cord yes yeah. we didn't show the fallopian tube no. which would have been interesting <laughs> oh man but we had an umbilical cord and everything it was really great but that's... like a, a marionette giving birth wow. in front of the camera i you think that was the first, first so <laughs> really proud of our work we did that day yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe we should have shown that fallopian tube yeah to the puppet, that's maybe. a new puppet idea i think you should build the fallopian tube puppet and that's your new yeah we like to help people like yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, just giving back to the community i appreciate that <laughs> so so do you build puppets i do yeah okay so what kind of goes into building a puppet uh, a lot of cursing, uh, <laughs> blood, uh, sweat, tears, sweat, tears. I have a newt, you know, <laughs> perhaps a firstborn. No, yeah. um, I use clay. I use wood, uh, leather, uh, canvas, paper mache. Those are like some of my mediums that I use. Uh, yeah, like right now, I'm building a marionette that's from all wood. And mm. then the clothes are actually uh, being cut out of paper stock and then kind of like being layered on top of each other and then painted with acrylics uh, with it. So that's one that I'm working on. And that whole process is literally um, kind of coming up with the conceptual drawing first that I like to do. I like to just do a paper or I'm sorry, I like to do like a, a pen and pencil kind of sketch of what I want to do first uh, of the character. And then sometimes I'll even go into more detail of creating more of like a schematic that i'm already guessing what the measurements are based off just very basic geometric uh, design or shapes and then from that point just kind of make my templates and you know measure it out in wood cut it out sand it create my tongues and grooves <laughs> cutting my finger putting nails through my finger sometimes hitting Ooh. my finger with hammers you know that sort of thing 
uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're looking at a, a few weeks of work uh, just to make this whole process of just the character. Then you have the controller, since I do marionettes, uh, that you have to make. And then I have to string the whole thing and hope that it all kind of comes together. So you put these hours and hours of work into this puppet before you even string it and then when you finally string it that's when you get to know do i have to go back there's some guessing beforehand but that's mm -hmm. kind of like the final do i need to go back and make any changes to it how does this creature actually move through the space that i create kind of like when we were doing movement class that's yeah, where i find yeah, yeah. where some of the, the a mask. lot of what i've learned mask work is one of them that i learned from pcpa that mm -hmm. i'm still using in my character design and, and even my puppeteering mm -hmm. uh, again uh, even when where, i'm making it where do you work like where do you do you have like a studio? Do you no, do this in your just house? In my living room, yeah. In so the living room. In the living room, yeah. <laughs> we we pretty much our living room is taken over by a bunch of sewing machines, and then my craft tables and all my stuff that I need. Uh, oh. Very small craft tables and everything, and very small tools uh, for making it. But I have a lot of tools, and it's gonna make the marionettes there. Dream yeah. house. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we just have little little pathways. You know, we are oh. we are in North Hollywood. There, you know smaller yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, apartments but yeah we, we have mm -hmm. pathways to everything we need <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm just curious because it it sounds like you have a lot of puppets and you have to make a lot of puppets so i'm just yeah. curious as to where they live yeah. my catalog of puppets are actually pretty small because oh, the okay. things that i do build uh, have been for other people and they get to keep them you know or i'm doing oh. it for a, p a specific project uh, but i have a puppet closet and I'd say there's probably about like 10 of my most prized, you know, marionettes that I've built. You know, mm. they're just kind of like, those are for me. My alter ego is Funky Fresh. And he's oh. like this, come, he's just uh, cylinders and squares and rectangles and was designed originally. It was a prototype for a children's uh, uh, puppet camp. Yeah. And the kids would make these their own, you know, uh, marionette, color it paint it whatever and then just learn how to operate marionettes for the first time so he was a prototype and he's my dancing puppet he just likes Aww. that i probably should have brought him but uh oh, there's yeah. just no cameras to show it or whatnot yeah. maybe just her oohs and ahs would have sold it put it, it on our instagram yeah. oh yeah maybe i could do a link i have a video yeah. of him dancing yeah. on my instagram yeah but... we'll, we'll put the link in yeah. um the description below yeah yeah funky fresh he's he's just he's a dancer a lover he just likes Aww. to dance anything funky and yeah. yeah he's really fun and cyclops is that's kind of my my personal stamp, my mm -hmm. most favorite and prized marionettes are all Cyclopses. Uh. And the conceptual designs of the different, like, I have a whole book. I actually brought it because I thought I was going to be writing more between this stuff. Oh, but yeah. I have all my ideas, and they're usually centered around these Cycloptic characters, you know. I just found out the origin of the Cyclops oh, okay. is um, based off of elephants, oh. um, like elephant carcasses, because um, the trunk is a giant hole and um in in the skull and so um i think the ancient romans or the ancient greeks um thought that those were eye sockets oh, okay. and so that's i just found that literally Whoa, this week like okay. mm, like yesterday oh wow that's yeah amazing. it was weird but it came up yeah i was like what yeah elephants or cyclops <laughs> yeah yeah um how did you learn to make puppets is this from a book? Yeah. Literally from a book. Awesome. Um, it's called uh, Making and Manipulating Marionettes, and I believe it's David Carell is the author, and it's this beautifully detailed book of different mediums to use, uh, different styles of marionettes to make, different styles of controllers, um, quadruped versus bipedal marionettes, and doesn't necessarily give you measurements, but just gives you these really great you know, drawings of, here's just kind of a sketch of a marionette. Just know that these are the proportions of a human body. Go. 
play, cut, figure it out. Gives you different kind of joints to make and everything. Not those joints, but, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> arm and leg joints and everything. But, yeah, that's – I literally just uh, – I had a buddy of mine uh, who just was like, I thought you'd like this, and then just kind of didn't read it for a year. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally picked it up and started to fall in love, you know, with marionettes and just this power that you have to – create something uh, almost like you're these these old mystical uh, uh, rabbi that are bringing life into these columns you know <laughs> mm-hmm. that you're just these inanimate things that you literally bring to life the second that you grab the controller mm-hmm. and it just starts to move and then how you put that life into it and i've always uh-huh. found very fascinating they're, yeah. they're my little creatures i like to call them oh <laughs> that's beautiful i love that this is a, a, a self-taught gift yeah. and that you got it from a book i'm a huge proponent of reading and yeah. learning from reading and uh I don't know if you've listened to episodes of the podcast, but I have a segment called Brooks Book Nook. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wrote today about how reading kind of is the perpetuation towards a CEO mentality. Like, that's part of it. Yeah. And um, both you and your wife are kind of like CEOs of your own businesses. Um, I wish we were getting the tax write-offs as other oh, yeah. CEOs oh, yeah. or other For tax the six-figure yeah. paychecks. <laughs> you know, that's fine. I feel the same way of my projects, but yeah. that's fine. I'll do it for free. It's okay. Yeah. Um, uh, do you still um, do you still do anything with uh, playwriting or, or writing? Do you do one-man shows still or anything yeah. like that? Um. Yeah, no is the question is the answer. Uh, no, I I don't uh, really do much like specifically playwriting or acting on stage. I've spent the last two years pretty much just devoting myself to pursuing puppetry as like my mm-hmm. profession, where mm-hmm. I'm counting on that to pay the bills as my profession. So I do incorporate, though I am not doing those things specifically that I was trained to do. I am incorporating into my character design, into mm. making my little stories around my characters. There's actually been a project my wife and I have been trying to get off the street for the last two years, mm-hmm. and it's just been this uh, developing story, developing narrative of different kind of storyboards and scripts and different characters, and it's all centered around these cyclopses and their drag queens and their superheroes and their marionettes. I love it. So. I'm, <laughs> I'm in the front I row. Know. So it, it's, it's, very, it's very layered, and so we're trying to take the time with it to give it the love that it deserves so all those things the playwriting internship that I had the acting that I've learned the characters I've created that all culminates in trying to create my own work and trying to create that 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 one project that I can retire with no (laughs) but that project that's we're all we're all doing that yeah yeah, exactly it's the one song glory or whatever (laughs) it's called yeah something like that you know (laughs) Uh, so yeah that's something where I find myself applying everything that I ever have and kind of that book I was referring to that is just filled with just oh i have an idea i'm gonna run to the toilet and write it down in 10 minutes and everything so everyone can just leave me alone and yeah. i can just be by myself you know, no cats on my lap or anything yeah. you know yeah <laughs> or I like video games the toilet is your safe haven yeah. it is uh, i know. think most people yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> shut, the, shut the world out it, yeah. well it keeps your cats off your lap because yeah. they'll sit in that book oh yeah and absolutely. they'll at my cats used to like start kneading into yeah. homework textbooks and things i'm like please get your claws yeah. out of that yeah. this <laughs> is tmi but my cat doesn't let me go to the bathroom by myself oh yeah yeah, yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> oh they'll cry outside yeah, yeah he'll, ex- he'll, my exactly. kid will jump into like my underwear and just kind of yeah. like look up and just like curl up and everything <laughs> like, so no, it's not the time <laughs> <laughs> i'm busy i have a I'm note <laughs> trying to write about cycloptic drag queen superheroes yeah. come on yeah. okay so um what is a day like on set for the hollywood puppet show for you Ooh wee. okay uh so it's about a 12-hour day uh, when we were doing that. We were filming from f- end of January all the way to May. That's pretty much when we were 
doing 12 all hour that. days yeah 12 hour days mm-hmm. working five days a week most of the time we took a breaks here and there i was gonna say do you get like hiatus like network shows i know they're at least network single cams they're three weeks on one week off did you guys get that luxury? No. no? Okay, we, just one. But we did take a week off at one it's point. It's my dream. I recall at some point we did do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the entire day is just kind of uh, getting ready because we had about two days per script that we had to get that episode filmed from beginning to end. Wow. With all the characters switched out of their outfits, wigs put on, facial hair. And, you know, like I mentioned before, there was like eight to ten marionettes that were the same secondary characters every single episode. So we'd have to change their color, put facial hair, new outfits, something to make them look different per, you know, mm-hmm. episode and what have you. So there was a lot of that. Sometimes it was just getting the green screen work that we needed uh, because they wanted to populate the world bigger than the marionettes that we had. So there was a lot of green screen work that we could do when we were not doing story work, let's call it. Uh, sometimes it was waiting for the set to be built uh, while we were working on other marionettes, trying to get them ready for that day. And then it was filming the rest of the day until uh, lunch and then after lunch until the end of the day of just filming whatever was needed for that episode. And it always felt like a mad dash, a very <laughs> fast mad dash to get it. And then it was like, okay, we'll see you tomorrow and do the same process. We got to finish the next one in two days. And we had 10 episodes, two segment per. So wow. we were doing you know 20 segments total and each one was about two days. And there was some fudging here and there that we had to do just yeah. based off whatever happened, you know on set but that was kind of a, a a normal day and then sleeping somehow and then doing it again the next mm-hmm. <laughs> for the puppets do they have to do a bunch of different takes uh yeah uh, if, if like, it was if it was a good take yeah okay you know that that was kind of the fun we had when the artist uh, or the celebrity didn't record their voiceover yet uh, there was things where we could kind of improv a little bit of what the director was asking us to. And if they liked enough, they would write it down and say, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to ask that celebrity to say that line specifically or say it in this way because now it will fit the story. Yeah. That's so funny. So that was like kind of fun to be able to be like, oh, well, now little John's actually saying what we suggested to say. <laughs> yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. You know. But of course, the credit goes to the writers because you know, yeah. <laughs> they yeah. wrote it, of course. Yeah. 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 Writers. Yeah. <laughs> were any of them not true stories to the celebrity or – uh, I think all of them were true stories, though, exaggerated yeah. in certain ways, yeah. you know, uh, just to make it a little bit more dramatic for television or yeah. more apt for television. Mm-hmm. You know? But for that, I'd say, same, I'd say about 75% of it was actually word for word of what they were, you know, the event they went through, and the rest are just kind of, you know. Like a little funny. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know. Someone doing a prat fall for humor, yeah. or you know, <laughs> puking because of so- uh, eating sushi at a strip club or something. Mm-hmm. Oh God, <laughs> why? <laughs> it's a really interesting story. Yeah, what what is kind of the next step for you? It's a loaded. heavy question. Wow, uh, the next step, uh, maybe children. Uh, we'll yeah. see. That's mm-hmm. definitely kind of on the docket. I something. hope this isn't new information. His wife's <laughs> sitting <What>? right next to us. <laughs> No, we've been we've been uh, dabbling <laughs> about you know children because there are things where we're having those twelve hour days and we haven't seen each other or she's making costumes and I'm on set and we just think it would be kind of cool to have a set baby, yeah, you know, on yeah. set or maybe even running around you know and kind of those uh, behind the scenes stories you see on DVDs or whatnot where it's like this actor or actress that's like oh yeah I grew up on set I yeah. grew up you know yeah. seeing zombie I grew up makeup on the Hollywood puppet yeah show. <laughs> you know like I think that'd be kind of a neat thing yeah. you know to have and this is kind of the 
the time of, of you know where we're hitting a point in our lives where it's just like I think a child would be interesting to have and just see what kind of art we can make in, in a human being too yeah um, career wise I mean I obviously would love everyone to watch the Hollywood puppet mm-hmm. show on Fuse TV and Prime thank you go watch yeah. it get us a third season yeah no excuses <laughs> I know <laughs> I, I would love that um I think the on top of that idea I was talking about that we've kind of been trying to get on our feet for the last two years. That's something that I've been, mm-hmm. you know, definitely continue to uh, let that be my 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 ultimate goal. Um, it may take many more years to to complete, but you know, that's something that I would definitely love to be on the horizon for me. Uh, just kind of produce my own, you know, marionette work because at the moment all my marionette stuff is always, uh, and I'm grateful for it. Work for other people, mm-hmm. you know, work mm-hmm. for other networks, work for. Um, uh, uh, even as grateful it is to create my own characters when I do do the burlesque with uh, my wife it's it's not necessarily one of my original ideas the ways that we work together or something that I'm producing mm-hmm. originally and I think that's something that would definitely be on the, the very close horizon to do next is produce yeah. something yeah. you know with marionettes and put my stamp on it it'll probably have psych, you know cyclopses in it most yeah. definitely but Aww. Awesome. If you like minions, you'll like Cyclopses. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, we're getting close to wrapping up. Uh, If you give yourself advice from you now to the past. I always word this so weird. Yeah. If you could give past you any advice, what would that be? (laughs) Advice. Um advice you know it, that's so hard because you look at your life where you are now and you see you start going through the oh what are all the mistakes i've made loved ones with family mm-hmm. with career and whatnot mm-hmm. but in a way that has shaped who i am mm-hmm. now you know so i don't know if i would want to give them advice to change anything mm-hmm. um but something I, I i think the best advice that i could give that former self is just to forgive yourself more mm-hmm. often Aww. give yourself a break more often to yeah, if you're not ready to let someone into your life and accept that kind of endless love, forgive yourself for that because you actually find that you may actually open your heart because of that. Or you didn't get that audition or what have you at yeah. that point in my life. Forgive yourself for <laughs> that for being so like, oh, I wanted that part. You're just, now I feel like a selfish asshole. Well, forgive yourself, you know. So yeah. I think that may be some advice, just a little more forgiveness of the self. And yeah. maybe that'll help free you a bit because I'm 35 now and now just figuring that out. And now... I mean, Susan Apple was kind of telling us that stuff back oh, then, too, yeah. about you are enough, you know. Yeah. But I think it takes hearing that at 27, but then it takes that 35-year-old human being. You don't have to be, but for me, it took that 35-year-old human being to finally get it. Oh, yeah. Start applying it. Yeah. You know? Thank you, Susan Apple. Yeah, yeah. At <laughs> one point, you. yeah. At one point, it's just words, but after a while those words start to create meaning the more repetition they get that's what i found as well like i started to do mantras after pcpa and i was like oh well now i live those and now those mean something more to me when before i was like well it's just something i'm gonna say yeah and then yeah it starts to take shape but yeah you are enough is a really big one that we were always told and now i'm like i'm gonna say that to people because i don't think people hear that enough yeah yeah. You are enough. Yeah, we you are, are enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we go, anything you want to plug? The uh, well, Hollywood Puppet Show. <laughs> uh, we're almost done with the season. Uh, Fuse TV and uh, Amazon Prime. Check it out. Do you have an Instagram where you show yeah. your show your puppets? Or yeah, Facebook definitely go or? to my Instagram. It's my name, Aaron A. Bonilla. Sounds like tortilla, but Bonilla, B-O-N-I-L-L-A. <laughs> 
and uh, yeah, just kind of see what I'm doing. Um, mm-hmm. there, there is actually something uh, why I don't have a lot to talk about because I can't talk oh, about it. I'm okay. you know right. under a contract, but it's really cool Give what I am scoop. doing with uh, I'll just say giant uh, puppets, and okay. maybe that will make sense as the months go by that I'm working on something with giant yeah. puppets and people from over overseas so yeah it's pretty fun right now i'm really Stay excited tuned. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's really exciting so yeah. awesome yeah all right thanks for coming Thank on the you. show Aaron. so good to see you both yeah. again uh, Talk of course to you. it was great to see you this has been so good to see you yeah we need you to make you all proud now i got the plate and everybody wanna taste and i contemplate should i let the hate erase or should i make them pay here make these haters race because back in the day the same laughed at my face irony now all these girls got their eye on me desire me wanna take me to the bed and lie on me lie to me whisper in my ear hold so quietly but honestly it ain't me it's the fame that they dying to see back in the day when i started this i never thought of all